Hello, this is Nilla Varman and you're listening to The Nilla Extract, the official show where I talk about pressing issues such as body acceptance, mental health, climate change, race and so much more, with some pretty cool music and some pretty cool guests too. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Nilla Extract. My name is Nilla Varman and thank you so much for being here. It is great to have you back. How has your week been? Mine has been great. You know, I thought my my throat would be better by now, but I will tell you later why it is still kind of sore. Um, I am fine. I'm not ill. It's just from a lot of shouting, um, but not in a bad way. <laughs> and oh my gosh, I've just caught sight of the date. It's the 3rd of December. And do you know what that means? If this is the first time you're tuning into the show, then welcome, welcome to what is going to be a Christmas music-filled month with Christmas song after Christmas song. And if you aren't new here, Firstly, thank you. My Spotify Unwrapped was great because of you. Tell your friends. But also, I hope you're excited for another year's worth of Christmas extravaganza music thing. (laughs) That didn't make sense, but I hope you get what I mean. Now, this last week has been absolutely crazy. It was my birthday last week, and I am now 22. Yeah. You know, it's weird because I originally... I was ready to belt out Taylor Swift's 22 and make it my caption to everything and make it my whole identity for the day. But, you know, for some reason, I just haven't even played it since I have turned 22. And it's been exactly a week now, sort of. And so maybe I'll play it on the show today. I think I'm just, a, you know, I'm just in a bit of denial that I am now 22. In fact, the more I say 22, it makes it even harder for me to understand the fact that this number, 22, is now associated to me, who is now 22. I was literally 20 years old when I started this show, and I thought that was old enough, and now things are starting to get a little bit too real for me, and I just have to take a lot of time to reflect, because that's apparently what you do when you're 22. <laughs> it's also like I have to make a good first impression to myself as a fresh 22 year old like what does one of this age do you know what does what does this mean other than the fact that it feels like one of those nights or whatever Taylor Swift says in her song <sighs> anyway now speaking of first impressions this week there was a bit of drama at the palace and no sorry to my American listeners who Sometimes ask me if I'm referring to the Palace Theatre in America. Sadly, I do not mean that. I mean Buckingham Palace, where royal people live for some time of the year, I guess. Now, this week, Ngozi Falani was questioned about her background by Lady Susan Hussey, who is Prince William's godmother, and I believe is also the Queen's lady-in-waiting, and a person who was assigned to Meghan Markle to help her assimilate into the royal life. Now, keep that in mind, because that might come in tandy in a bit. Now, since this incident has occurred, the lady has resigned and it was just really upsetting for me to read about what Ngozi has experienced. We've spoken about microaggressions and depth on the show before, but for those who don't know, I guess their statements or actions or incidents regarded as an instance of indirect, subtle discrimination against members of marginalised groups. And one such microaggression could be perceived as the question, no, but where were you really from? You know, not, oh, where are you from? It's, "Mm, where are you really from? I am all for asking people where they're from, but there is a way to do it. There's a difference between asking someone what their ethnic background is or where their family originates from. You know, in comparison to assuming that someone is from a place in Africa, for example, just because of what they're wearing 
all because of their skin colour when they could be from anywhere. They could be from, like, I don't know, sorry, like, uh, you know, this insistence that they know where they are from or insisting that they just arrived in the UK even after someone has desperately justified the fact that they were born here and is from here. No, but where are you really from? Actually means that you can't be from the country we're in because you're not white and your first answer simply doesn't satisfy me. It can seem like a very innocuous question but it can quickly turn into a microaggression and it is quite annoying when someone reduces someone's identity to a social group or a city or a culture but it can also trigger trigger feelings of alienation. Sorry my words are a bit all over the place today aren't they? Microaggressions can also reinforce differences in I guess well I guess it could magnify unequal power structures, which is very reflective of what has happened here. Ngozi was a guest at this reception at Buckingham Palace representing a domestic violence charity called Sister Space. And she also described Lady Susan Hussey as moving her hair without permission to see her name badge and then challenging her repeatedly to explain why she is not telling her when she arrived in the UK, despite being from the UK, blah, blah, blah. And it was like an interrogation. So, so many people have tried to justify this behaviour from the lady because of her age or generation, but I still think it's a form of racism. And Danila Extract stands with her. You know, unfortunately, instead of the support that Ngozi should be receiving, she's been getting a lot of racist apologists who have been sending her a lot of negativity, which sucks. But stories like this need to be told and it's all about context, tone and how you ask people. So here's a little snippet of the conversation that took place. Where are you from? Miss Fulani, sister space. No, where do you come from? We're based in Hackney. No, what part of Africa are you from? I don't know. They didn't leave any records. Lady Hussey went on. No, but what nationality are you? I am born here and am British. No, but where do you really come from? Where do your people come from? My people, lady, what is this? Lady Hussey, oh, I can see I'm going to have a challenge getting you to say where you're from. When did you first come here? Miss Fulani, lady, I am a British national. My parents came here in the 50s. Oh, I knew we'd get there in the end. You're Caribbean. No, lady, I am of African heritage, Caribbean descent, and British nationality. Anyway, in other news, last week was also the annual COP, well, COP27, and it was definitely an interesting one. So for those who don't know, the 2022 United Nations Climate Change Conference, or the Conference of Parties of the, now let me remember this correctly, I think it's UNFCC, which is also commonly known as COP, was the kind of United Nations climate change thing that was held last week in Egypt. Now, some people do not realise that despite the fact that this kind of is an opportunity uh, as a climate change conference uh, for governments from around the world to come together and agree on ambitious actions to take on the climate crisis, unfortunately, it's also a major opportunity for corporations to engage in greenwashing. That is 
making themselves out to be more environmentally friendly than they actually are. In fact, Greta Thunberg herself said, I am not going to COP27 for many reasons, but the space for civil society this year is extremely limited and the COPs are mainly used as an opportunity for leaders and people in power to get attention using many different kinds of greenwashing. Yeah not ideal. She also added that COP is not meant to change the whole system, but instead encourage gradual process. So as it is, the COP's not really working unless, of course, we use them as an opportunity to mobilise. Another takeaway that a lot of people had is reductionism. And if we're going to continue to simplify this narrative of a single issue agenda by merely reducing, for example, carbon emissions without understanding or addressing other aspects of ecological collapse, climate chaos will continue unabated. Now, you're probably thinking, Nila, you marvellous murungaka, which is a vegetable in Tamil, which is otherwise known as a drumstick from a moringa tree. What is this episode about? And honestly, it's just an eclectic mix of all sorts of things that have ha- happened, have, have, have happened recently. And it's also just been a while since I've caught up with you guys. So, yeah. So here I am, live at the Nilla Extract, where I will try to challenge many socially pressing and relevant issues that aren't really talked about much. And as I'm broadcasting from home, please excuse any fart noises, crinkle pops, and all kinds of jazz in the background. As usual, this episode will contain some good music, some Christmas music, uncontainable weirdness, and coming up after the break, we talk about recent controversies surrounding a certain Kanye, and the recent thing that happened between Jacinda Ardern and Santa Marin, and more. Until then, here I am at URN, and here is a track I've been obsessed with lately. This is Woman by Doja Cat. Enjoy. We've got to go to the bathroom, so here's a long song. You're listening to me, Nilla Varman, on the Nilla Extract, and this is URN. Welcome back, and I hope you enjoyed that song by Doja Cat. Honestly, if you get a chance, watch the music video because... I try to every time and it is the most sexiest thing I've ever seen. So I just, just watch it. Okay. Just watch it. Now, before the break, we were talking a little bit about a certain Kanye of the West and yes, rapper formerly known as Kanye West. I believe his name is Ye now. He's been suspended from Twitter after he tweeted an image of a swastika blended with a star of David less than two weeks after he actually returned to the platform. And Let me just remind you, December and even this, like, week, this is Jewish Allyship Month. Like, I don't even know. Basically, he got suspended hours after he praised Adolf Hitler and uh, the Nazis in an interview on Infowars, which is a show hosted by the right-wing conspiracy theorist Alex Jones. Uh, Yeah, and I think he was also interviewed alongside some Holocaust denier guy, who I've forgotten the name of, but Ye was one of the several high-profile Twitter users whose accounts were banned or restricted on the site and then had them reinstated after Elon Musk took over as owner. Ye shared the image of the swastika and the Star of David, which is a symbol of Judaism, and the, the text was swiftly deleted. Not the text, the tweet. <laughs> and uh, it's just... I don't even know. I think he's been banned off Twitter now again after posting a shirtless picture of Elon Musk, like, half-naked 
In other news, the leaders of New Zealand and Finland have dismissed a journalist's suggestion that they arranged a meeting because they are of a similar age and apparently have a lot in common, presumably because they're both women. Um, this happened during a press conference in Auckland where Finland's Sanna Marin and New Zealand's Jacinda Ardern met because they are prime ministers, not because they are both young female leaders. Uh, Miss Ardern questioned if male leaders would have faced the same question. She said something like, you know, because two women meet, it's not simply because of their gender. And I think it was like some New Zealand radio network journalist who was asking the reason of why they even met and went something like, oh, a lot of people will be wondering why you two are meeting just because you're in similar age and you've got a lot of stuff in common there. Like, what does that even mean? I mean, Jacinda Ardern continued to you know, say something like, uh, has anyone or will anyone ever question Barack Obama and John Key if they met because they were of similar age? It's just a bit, bit bad. Um, Obviously, there is a higher proportion of men in politics and reality. And just because two women meet, it's not simply because of their gender, according to Jacinda Ardern. And she's completely right. Like, it's just so ridiculous how women are questioned in the media, regardless of their whether a celebrity or a political figure. And it's just so, so irritating when women are just reduced to merely just a face and nothing more. It's like just a big slap in the face honestly a lot of the time when women and men are interviewed together there's quite a bit of sexism men are asked professional questions and articulate questions whereas women are asked about their diet and how they're managing looking after children like I I just think that's kind of cheap but who to explain it better than Jacinda Ardern herself? So here is the clip from that interview. Enjoy. Prime Minister Ardern, Joey Dwyer from News Talk ZB here. Um, yeah, a lot of people will be wondering, are you two meeting just because, you know, you're similar in age and, you know, got a lot of, you know, common stuff there, you know, when you got into politics and stuff? Or can Kiwis actually expect to see more deals so between our two countries down the line? because my, there first, is, I mean, my first question is, I wonder whether or not anyone ever asked Barack Obama and John Key if they met because they mm. were of similar age. Uh, we, of course, uh, have uh, a higher proportion of men in politics. It, it's reality. Because two women meet, it's not simply because of their gender. Yeah, we are meeting because we are prime ministers, <laughs> of course. Uh, but as, as Yacinda said, uh, we have a business delegation with us. Uh, we have a lot of things uh, in common, but also a lot of things where we can do uh, much more uh, together. Unfortunately, this has happened so many times, and, you know, times are changing because more and more celebrities are now speaking up and calling out reporters who ask sexist questions during interviews. There are so many more examples, like the time where Emma Watson was questioned because she... She was in a photo shoot where, I don't know, you could see the sides of her boobs because you just can. And people were saying, oh, you're not a feminist because we can see your boobs. Like, I just... And there's so many other examples from the Marvel Cinematic Universe where a lot of women superheroes are questioned on their diet and how they maintain their bodies, whereas people like Robert Downey Jr. are questioned like, and what is the philosophical meaning of Hardydar? I mean, I thought I'd share a few examples with you all. They were saying that I couldn't be a feminist and... And have boobs. And have boobs. That's... 
not yeah. true. Feminism is about giving women choice. Feminism is not a stick with which to beat other women with. It's about freedom. It's about liberation. It's about equality. It's not, I really don't know what my tits have to do with it. It's very confusing. A guy shares his experience yeah. in writing, he's brave. If a woman shares her experience in writing, she's oversharing and she's she's over emotional or she might be crazy or watch out she'll write a song about you yeah well, that joke that. is there is that but that joke is so old and it's it's coming from a place of such sexism so that was emma watson talking about how she was perceived after this editorial shoot that she did and also taylor swift when people were like oh are all of the songs that you write about just about men and breakups um here's one from simone biles as well from when she was a contestant on dancing with the stars i was waiting for you to smile at some of the compliments you didn't smiling doesn't win you gold medals uh oh, okay. People who are gonna say, oh, you know, like she just writes songs about her ex-boyfriends. And I think frankly, that's a very sexist angle to take. No one says that about Ed Sheeran. No yeah, one says right. it about Bruno Mars. They're all writing songs about their exes, their current girlfriends, their love life. And no one raises a red flag there. If you could use makeup or your phone one last time, which one would you pick? Makeup or your phone? Is this one what you think time? girls have trouble choosing? <laughs> yeah, I, can you really go anywhere without your cell phone? Yes. How long Ooh. can you go without looking at Twitter? Many hours. Hours. Many hours. I don't believe it. Absolutely. Yeah. And there you can hear Taylor Swift talking more about how she's questioned about her music, whereas men who are also musicians aren't questioned about why they write songs about their exes but for some reason when women do it it's like oh my gosh she can't get over this person and then we heard an interview with ariana grande on the radio where she was asked whether she pref you know would she rather go without her phone or her makeup as if that's the only two variables that women care about <laughs> now here's a couple more before we head for the break because i think it's really important to listen to here is scarlett johansson when she has been asked various questions in various interviews after being in the avengers film to scarlett to get in, into the shape of black widow did you have anything special to do in terms of the diet um, like you have to do eat some specific food or that sort of thing if i've learned anything it's that people are much more interested in your second question to Scarlett than any answer I It's like, how come you get like the really interesting like existential question and I get the like rabbit food question? Um, You're obviously Scarlett Hansen, so you probably mm -hmm. don't have the same body worries as the rest of us, but did, was there a bit of you that thought, oh my God, that's tight? First of all, every woman has body worries. I mean, um, I'm not uh, exempt from that. Scarlett, um, obviously your character could have easily just been kind of written off as the sexy one of the team. How important is it that Really? You <laughs> Have you seen Chris Hemsworth? ...to wear undergarments, if You're you the, like the fifth person that's asked well, no, that because it What is going on? <laughs> what, since when did people start asking each other about, in injuries no, about their no, underwear? No, because it is such a skin tight. Here's I'll why. I'll leave it up to your imagination. Oh, uh, <laughs> see? Okay? Is, is that Whatever you feel like I should be wearing or not wearing under that costume. This is not a... Is what I... It, it, well, is, well huh? is it inappropriate? To ask somebody what kind of underpants they wear? I didn't ask you what kind. You just asked me if I was wearing any. Could you? No, what do you wear Could underneath? Could you? He's a, like, what do you wear underneath that. something Overalls, like that? Overalls. Do you wear clothes? You wear dungarees. You, wear <laughs> you can't wear clothes under it. It's like a, it's like a wetsuit. Okay. Practically. Right. So you answered my question. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit more than a wetsuit. Was I wearing underwear? I mean... <laughs> 
Gosh, ask Joss. <laughs> I did. If I did. You ask Joss him. what kind of underwear he wears? No, no, no. <laughs> what I what asked... kind of interview is it? I'm sorry. Do you happen to ask a man this question? I am. That's a random nude, but I'm not nude. Yeah, and I Just like leave that. Leave it at that. Yeah, but it's but hard use to your imagination. Nude. You really want to know? I love when people yes. ask. People go, "How do you go to the bathroom?" I'm like, "Come on, is that do people really need to know?" I... And those were some examples of sexism in the media for you there in a nutshell. I mean, I would love to talk about this topic for hours and hours because there is just hours and hours worth of examples for this. And it is a really important thing to discuss, especially when we're seeing more and more people in the media from younger generations. And this is the kind of questioning and line of questioning that a lot of us are exposed to. (laughs) Um, But yeah. On another note, here is two back-to-back songs for you. I hope you enjoy both of them, and I'll see you after the break. So stay tuned, buckle down, empty your bladders, and I'll be right back. Here's another song you've been trying to forget. Forgive you, mother, I can hear you, and I love to be 
Welcome back to the Nilla Extracts with me, Nilla Varman on URN, and you were just listening to Last Christmas, a Christmas classic by Wham, and before that was a bit of Sujvan Stevens. You know what? I probably butchered his name, um, but it is a really nice song. It's called Death with Dignity, I think, um, but I really like that one. It kind of gives me very much the calmness that I need at the moment. Um, but yes, other than that, it is December, you know, I'm excited. Christmas time is one of my favourite times. I think it's my second favourite holiday after Pongal, which is the Tamil Harvest Festival that is coming next month, which I am actually so excited and terrified for because it has come around so quickly. And I asked you guys, in the spirit of Christmas, what your favourite Christmas films were in comparison to the other. Now, this can be a bit controversial. Some people have messaged me saying, how could you ask me to vote between these two fantastic films? Well, that's the point. So between Home Alone and The Holiday, 36% of you have chosen The Holiday and 64 for Home Alone, giving Home Alone the lead position here. And secondly, in a competition between Die Hard, which I actually haven't watched yet. People tell me it's a Christmas film. Let me know what you think. And Deck the Halls, starring Danny DeVito and Matthew Broderick. I love that film. It is currently winning with 60% of the votes versus Die Hard, which has only gotten 40%. Between Santa Claus 1, 2, and 3, Santa Claus 1 has 90% of the votes, giving Santa Claus 2 10% and Santa Claus 3 0. Now, I actually have to comment here because, as you know, Santa Claus 2 is my favourite Christmas film, like anyone else. If you say anything, I will kill you. Um, thirdly, between the elf and the Grinch, the Grinch is winning with 58% in comparison to the elf, which only has 42% of the votes. Now, I also had a little poll between Christmas shorts. One of them is Charlie Brown's Christmas and the snowman. Um, Charlie Brown's Christmas was actually winning all day, but now it has... It has uh, been overtaken by The Snowman, which is winning at 53%, with Charlie Brown's Christmas only at 47 Between The Polar Express and Santa Claus 2, The Polar Express is leading with, oh my god, like 40,000 votes, um, with 72%, Santa Claus 2 with 28%. Muppet Family Christmas versus Nativity is a clear 60-40 cut there, and Home Alone 2 has beaten Christmas with the Cranks with 88% of the votes, Almost done here. Now, I didn't know there were two Miracles on 34th Street. I haven't even watched the original Miracle on 34th Street. But this one is at a clean 50-50. Um, apparently, you guys like both. And uh, Love Actually is taking the lead with 64% of the votes in comparison to Bridget Jones's Diary. Now, I don't know about you. But do you consider Chronicles of Narnia to be a Christmas film? I guess it has... Christmas elements in it but you know apparently you guys like it because 89% of you voted it voted for it over the Star Wars Christmas special actually anyone who has voted for the Star Wars special I judge you so much like it is terrible <laughs> um between Arthur Christmas and Black Christmas which is a horror film I'm yet to watch Arthur Christmas is in the lead with 70% of the votes whereas Black Christmas has only received 30% and finally Love Actually I think I've already sorry Christmas Carol takes the lead with 93% of the votes in comparison to Silent Night 
which has won. Now, I really love doing Christmas film polls and Christmas song polls because it's so interesting to see what everyone's Christmas looks like. I think everyone has their own traditions and own little niches and little quirks in their family. And um, it's always fun. And I'm really excited to know what your traditions are. We have a little segment next week where you guys can send a DM or a little recording of what your Christmas tradition is every year. And I will play it on the show. And in the meantime, time this has been great you know this little catch-up that we've had um I'm sorry I couldn't stay for that long today it's just one of those days but tune in next Saturday you can catch this episode and all the other episodes from this month and from this show entirely on Spotify on Instagram it's everywhere but yes tune in for next week it was a pleasure hosting the show this week and I hope you have a wonderful Saturday bye Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Vanilla Extract. You can find this episode anytime you want on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all your major podcast streaming websites. You can find these in the link in my Instagram bio at Vanilla Extract, and you can just Google them too if you wanted to. A massive thank you to our wonderful guest who came onto the show today. I hope you learned something because I certainly did. And thank you to Rob for the name of today's episode. Have a nice week.